Did you receive an inheritance from your parents or from some other relative? This is Tuesday, January 23rd, and this week we begin our deep dive into the parable of the prodigal son. This is what we are first confronted with in the story of Jesus. Now, as a pastor, often I've seen how bequests from parents to their children have blown apart families. If children do not receive equal shares, or even if they do receive equal amounts, there's often jealousy and strife. For some reason, we have such expectations of what we have coming to us, what we deserve. And expectations most often pave the way to disappointment. There may be family members that expect to receive certain items, such as vehicles or jewelry, or significant financial amounts. Often heirs are more concerned about what the others have gotten and making comparisons, well, it leaves them feeling hurt. Downstream, families split up or can remain in conflict for generations over this. Now, this is where the parable of the prodigal son begins. This is Luke 15, verse 11 to 13. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got it to, got together all he had, set off for a distant country. Now first, as we hear Jesus explain the story, it's about a man with two sons. I think we've misnamed the parable, calling it the prodigal son. It would be better named the story of the loving father, or the story of two prodigals. Nevertheless, the story begins with the younger son asking for his inheritance. Now, there are a number of things to notice about this. First, in Jesus' day, the older son would get a double share. That meant in this case, the older son would get two-thirds and the younger one-third. But second, this would devastate the family estate. The text tells us that soon the younger son got his money together and took off. To do this meant that the younger son would have to sell one-third of all his father had. No doubt these holdings would be in land and other property. These sales often would take months or even years to negotiate, but the younger son wants his money so quickly that it would have to be sold at bargain basement prices. In the process, what the father worked so hard to acquire and sustain is sold for probably a fraction of what it's worth. And third, notice that the younger son does not ask for an inheritance. Because in the world of Jesus, the granting of an inheritance by the father always came with, brought with it a commitment to the father and the family. The younger son doesn't want that kind of commitment. He wants the money. So his request is simply for his share. And finally, in the world of Jesus, to ask for your share meant that you couldn't wait until your father died. Yes, for the younger son, the father couldn't die fast enough. So he asked for what was his beforehand. To make a request like this during the time of Jesus was unheard of. No son would disrespect his father as to do this. And this scandal would echo through the community for years. 
People would talk about the young man with a death wish for his father, a son so evil he wanted his father dead. The Bible scholar named Ken Bailey lived in the Middle East for many years, and he asked many people what they thought of the actions of the younger son. The conversations would go something like this. Has anyone ever made such a request in your village? Never. Could anyone ever make such a request? Impossible. If anyone ever did, what would happen? His father would beat him, of course. Why? The request means he wants his father to die. Do you know, actually, there is no custom among Jews or Arabs that allows for a son to even make such a request. Now, as we read about this, there seems to be much of the heart of humanity toward God. We want our share of life and our freedom, of course. But we'd be just fine if the father were dead. We love the father's stuff, but not the father. But here, could there be a greater break between a father and a son? I remember years ago reading the story of the son of Ernest Hemingway, the famous author. He hated his father because his father had hurt him and his mother so much. He desired never to see his father again. But he attended his father's funeral, and when he was asked why, he said he wanted to see the body go into the ground and to make sure that his father was dead. Now, the father in the story of Jesus, the story Jesus tells, there is no evidence that he has done anything wrong to the son, nothing to deserve this mistreatment by his son. On the contrary to the shock of anyone who understands Jesus' story, the father grants the request of his youngest son. He gives him his share and the freedom to do with it what he wished. No father in the ancient world would do anything like this, but this is the way God treats us. He gives us extraordinary freedom to live our lives as we choose, to do what we want with what he has given to us, and all along, there is nothing but love in him. And that is the hallmark of this parable. We never find the father angry or vindictive, never even the least bit judgmental of either of his sons. There is only this, only love. Let's pray. Loving Father, many days we have sought your gifts, but have not sought you. Help us to see your steadfast love and your desire for fellowship with us. For in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.